Welcome to the EAT Podcast, episode number 41. I'm your co-host, Jerry. The other co-host over there is Russ. Russ, how you doing, buddy? It's good to see that the uh, set and everything is back in order after you guys had your uh, Met Fun House last week while I was gone. <laughs> back in order, and the Mets are killing it. Oh, they certainly are killing it. A uh, bunch of bench-clearing brawls and stuff. Uh, Mets had, another are... one, had another one today. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, so tonight we got a guest that we've been going back and forth with on Twitter for a while, and finally we got the scheduling down, and uh, we're all good. We're going to have Rich O'Toole on tonight. So let me just get into a quick intro for Rich before we bring him on. Standing uh, five foot eleven, weighing in at 187 <laughs> pounds by way of Texas News. <laughs> so Spotify says he's a red dirt country singer with a flair for gleaming arena rock. Rich O'Toole built a regional following in his native Texas during the – Late 2000s and early 2010s, a native of Houston began playing music in high school and started taking it seriously while attending Texas A&M. After playing a series of parties and clubs, independently released 17 in 2007, and the debut earned enough attention that he hopped over to Smith Music Group for 2008's In a Minute or Two, which was produced by Mac Damon and released on 10 million Walkmans in Japan. Three years later, O'Toole signed with Average Joe's Entertainment and took a shot at the big time with Kiss of a Liar which featured cameos from fellow Texas stars Josh Abbott and Pat Green. The record peaked at 73 on Billboard's country chart. In 2013, he launched his own label, PTO, which debuted his fourth album, Brightwork. Rich O'Toole then headed out to Los Angeles after its release. That's where he wrote The Bulk of Jaded, which came out in 2014 at number 10 on the country music iTunes chart. A two-year gap during which O'Toole released Jaded and American Kid, which that that appeared in March of 2017, debuted at number five on the country music iTunes chart and number 43 on the national billboard chart. At 34, Rich was on his way, 19 top tens and four number ones in the Texas music, music chart with over 100,000 albums sold. In 2020, he released his next album titled New York and his newest singles, 17 Wild Horses and Low Hanging Fruit can be found with all his other music on Spotify. Welcome to the EAT podcast, Rich O'Toole. Yes. Hey, buddy, What's how up? are you? <laughs> <laughs> how Rich, you boys doing, man? Thanks for having me on. I, I got to say, I don't know I don't know how we started following you. Maybe somebody that we follow retweeted something you put out, but something caught our eye. And I'll tell you, it's been gold on Twitter ever since. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. I think Twitter's a Wild West uh, – I'm glad Elon bought it because I, I have more crazy shit to say. It's a lot of it's a good time. <laughs> so uh, it's a lot crazier than putting fucking beans in chili. No, yeah, it is. Hey, oh. beans go in chili. They're supposed to. That, that's how you get your fiber. This is bullshit. Listen, we're, we're gonna start. We're gonna start off with that. I do beans in chili, and then an old man at work yelled at me one day. He goes, "You don't put beans in chili." I didn't fucking know. Was, I did not have beans and chili. I thought that was like the quintessential ingredient aside from the meat. But who the fuck eats beans without I mean, chili without beans? Well, in Texas, it's a big jerk off fest because like it, it, it's like these guys, these cowboys, they're like, uh, I'm from Texas, born and raised. My dad's from the north. So I started eating, make chili with beans. And in Texas, like you go to cook off, there's signs that say like, don't fucking add beans and chili. Like people will fight you. Like I swear to God, you will see wow. violence 
over this shit. That's why it's so aggressive on Twitter. Wow, people that's like go. They will go to the mat with you over if you add beans and chili or not. These are, it what, is, I put, these are what I put in. Charo beans uh, seasoned with bacon, chicharrones, uh, and chorizo. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's chili. Shit. You, know, you, know, you know what beans without chili is? That's called a hot dog topping. It's what you put on fucking spaghetti. That's what chili without beans is. That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You're right. Oh yeah, my it's god! You throw on top of a fucking hot dog with with <laughs> cheese. Right. It's a it's a hot dog top. I don't. I'm not going to fill a whole bowl up of hot dog topping. That's disgusting. <laughs> like I need a, I need it to be a, a little a little soupy. Put some beans in there. I'm trying to get full. I'm trying to eat with a cracker. It's cold outside. You know that's that's chilly. Well, I don't, I don't with, go to I don't go to like I don't go to you know Winter Cell. What's what's a hot dog joint you got there? I don't go to like James Coney Island and be like, hey, fill that whole fill my bowl up with with the fucking hot dog topping you got behind there. If you get heartburn, you would die. Like it would it would Listen, be terrible. I mean, I haven't had it in a while. You go to Wendy's, you get chili comes with beans in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got they got to fill the pot. I mean, that's that's somewhat healthy, you know. There should be yeah. celery in there too. There should be. I mean, listen, you, you, I, I I make I make mean chili here, and after I eat it, my wife fucking stays away from my back end for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Look how angry I am about this. It's like you know, it's, it's yeah. But that's it's the funny thing. I've it's seen funny. the responses. I've seen the responses on your Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, people are really like, yeah. It's, oh. it's almost as bad as pineapple on pizza. I I I, I fucking love it. Then again, I'm. I'm fat. I eat everything. So what's yeah? You know. No, you, as you should. You're gonna. Everyone's gonna die soon. Eat it. You know. Enjoy every sandwich. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, I've had a couple death threats. I swear to God, I've had like oh DMs my God. that are like, "I will kill you." It amazes me though the amount of stuff that you post and eat. That how how the fuck you don't look like me? I, I mean, yeah. shit. I think I gained five pounds just from looking at the food you post. Man, I don't know what. I, I think it's because I walk a lot. I don't try to use my car and then um, anxiety. I suffer from so much fucking anxiety. I only sleep like three or four hours a, a day. And I think my body just burns a lot of calories, just playing music, writing, producing. I'm always doing a lot of shit. Tacos so. and hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. My face is all red. You missed it, but we had like 20 minutes of trying to make this thing work. So I'm on my cell phone right now <laughs> to talk to these guys. We were, we were panicking. So I'm like just flush. We had, uh, we had some technical difficulties, but we're, uh, we're up and running. So we're good to go here. But uh, I got to say you, the food stuff you post is great. How big of a foodie are you? I mean, are, it seems like every meal you're out at like, you know, a taco stand or a restaurant, or is that something you do on purpose or, you know, just by force of habit or are you a foodie? Yeah, I think it's something that like my mom. My mom asked me this too. She's like, "What's wrong with you? Why do you? Why do you like? What are you? What are you doing? You know?" And and um, my response is, you know, anything I do three times a day, I'm gonna take it very seriously. Okay. Um, food, sex, music, wine, whatever. Like I, I dive. Whatever I dive into, something I dive into it. So I, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'm just on my mind is, all right, I got, I got to try this new breakfast taco. Around Thanks, one o'clock. Around noon or one o'clock, I'm like, all right, there's this restaurant two miles away. I haven't tried yet. I'm gonna go and try their marinara. I'm gonna go try their tacos. I'm gonna go try their calamari. I'm gonna try this. You know, food is always on my mind. I'm gonna wake up in the morning to my mind like a bed. It's on my mind. I, I consider it. I, I'm very serious about anything that I do as an artist. Like songwriting, I take it very seriously. Food, I take it very seriously. I don't know. Some people don't. Some people see see food as just a substance. Like 
yeah, I'm, I'm hungry, so I'll just go to Jimmy John's and sub and then, you know, play video games again. To me, it's like, it's a, every time I'm hungry, it's an opportunity to try something really amazing. You know, I'm gonna, like my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I hate so I don't, I don't waste any opportunity. If I'm hungry, this could, I, I get hit by a bus tomorrow. So what the fuck am I going to go eat like Jimmy John's when I get hit by a bus tomorrow? That's how I think, you know, it's like, all right, it's seven o'clock. I'm really hungry. Could die tomorrow in a fiery car accident, so I might as well eat something amazing. And we, uh, we don't have Jimmy John's here in New York. Uh, just, well, yeah, because you're, you, you're New York, you have amazing yeah. subs. Down here in Texas, we don't have like real Italians. There's so. like one in the city, but I, I don't. But we got a fucking my butcher opened up a sandwich shop down here, so I don't even bother with that stuff. We got a Jersey Mike's. I haven't even tried it. Yeah, you haven't pay, tried it. You pay ten dollars for a, for a hero. Meanwhile, you go pay twelve or thirteen at my. My buddy's butcher shop, and it's this monster freaking concoction with chicken cutlets, mac and cheese, and bacon on a garlic bread hero. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we don't. We don't have that. You know, in Texas, we have Tex-Mex. We have amazing barbecue. We have like four stables of food, so, but we don't have like the local Italian dude. Texas you know, barbecue. Your Texas barbecue is tomato based, right? Where like is Carolina's like uh, what like uh, fucking vinegar based. Well, yes and no. So Carolinas are going to be vinegar-based because they're doing a lot of pork. Uh, Texas, nothing. We we use just salt, pepper, and smoke. It's your choice if you want to put, um, you know, a barbecue sauce on that. Um, sometimes we say it's so good, you don't even need a barbecue sauce. You're just biting into, like, a rib or a piece of brisket that's so fatty and salty that you're just straight up eating it. And it's just, you don't even need sauce. It's that you ever try Kansas city barbecue. I've always heard, you know, it's funny. Everyone talks about Texas and Carolina, but Kansas city always gets kind of left to the wayside out there. <laughs> yeah. It's, they have the, the, the Jack Daniels like championship there every year. Um, it's really good. I, I think that it's just not, no one's, it's like a lost art. Like I, I think at one time Kansas city was really good, but it's like the grandfathers aren't passing it down in Kansas city. Kansas city has gotten a little rough. So there's only a couple couple barbecue restaurants where in Texas there's 150 that are doing it craft. And so like it's just everywhere and it's done so well and it's competition. If it's not good, they'll let you know and you're out of business. Like it's Texas has got, become the wild west of just really good southern food, you know. So so, Rich, you, you were born in Texas, raised in Texas. You had a couple of pit stops. You know, we'll get into all them with New York and, yeah. and L.A. and everything else. But now you, you landed back there. Is that where you're based out of uh, going forward? Or is that just another pit stop until something else? No, no. I, I bought a house in Houston, um, you know, during COVID. Uh, my story was, like, uh, when I was 29, I, I just got tired of living in Texas living my whole life. The band was doing really well. People thought I was crazy. But I moved out to L.A. to write a bunch of music with, you know, people that were really doing some stuff for movies and film um, wrote some great records out there, uh, moved to New York city, wrote some great records there, uh, moved to Nashville. And then during COVID I was stuck in Nashville and there was this, there was just too many like Trump supporters and like crazy right wing Southerners in Nashville that I was like, all right, I need to make a decision. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll sell my house. I'll buy a house in Houston, be close to my mom and family and just tour my ass off because the band's really you know we're pretty big in texas mm -hmm. um in, a, in the surrounding states we do pretty well um other than that like nationally it's like yeah it's all right like we'd sell a couple hundred tickets if we went to wyoming or if we played new york city we'd we would do okay but it's just texas is our main market and it should be it's so giant that you know like the reason that we chart on billboard like nationally is there's over 95 radio stations in texas and they all play our songs 
Wow. Uh, you know, on the hour. So you can imagine that's 20, that's 28 million people that hear Rich O'Toole on the radio every single day. There's no reason for me to even leave the state. I can make a great living just playing yeah. honky tonks and festivals and, and whatnot. Makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind yeah. of the thing. It was like, you know, I'm getting older. I want to start a family and I've kind of lived out a, a crazy wild rock star life a little bit. And I just kind of want to uh, settle down. I thought, you know, being in Houston where I'm from, um, I love it. So, you know, bought a house here. And, that's good, it, so. you know, getting yeah. older, I guess. I, I look, Yavi, you're 38, so you're uh, yeah, you're close to our age, you know, yeah, so yeah, I'm 38 as well. But I, I got you beat by a month. I, I'm, a, I'm a July 83 baby, so oh, dude, you know. you're uh, yeah, so old I'm, man, you're way older I'm practically, than me. I practically, could be, I practically could be your father, so I got you beat by a month. Pipe, pipe down. So, Rich, you started playing uh, music in high school and then got serious about it at Texas AM. First of all, how was Texas AM? Is it all that uh, all that you see and then some with the football team and, and all that on, on TV or, you know, we, kinda, we were, no, you're right about that. You know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of misconception, you know, conceptions about A&M. A&M used to be like a real big hick school. It was like when I went to school there, it was an agricultural college. It was right? agricultural school. Like when I went to school there, it was like gravel roads and like cowboys and like, you know, drinking beer and shit like that. UT had us whooped. UT was where all the liberals and people with money went. A&M is where, you know, but AM started really getting momentum because a lot of our alumni became really famous. A lot of alumni started making some serious money and they put a lot of money back into the school. And now we're one of the now we're one of the top universities in the, in the nation and uh, one we of the best recruits. Professional athletes coming out of there, especially the yeah. players. And we started we started paving the streets and we started like and now you go there, I don't even recognize it. Now I go there, it's all high rises and it looks like it looks like a southern Manhattan man. It's like I'm saying when I was in wow. school there it was, you know, we lived in houses off dirt roads and, and stuff, and kids were partying in the back of pickup trucks. So A&M's always had that agricultural, like, mantra. It's just that they, that school really in the past, like, 20 years since I, I went to school. I started freshman year there in 01. So 20 years ago, and I started freshman year there when I was 18, 17, because I went early. Um, it was kind of a, a cow town a little bit. But it's, like, gotten in the last 20 years. I mean, it's become an amazing university. And that's why we got Jimbo Fit. Uh-oh. No, we lost them for a Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, no. Rich, you hear us? Some some internet issues. Oh, no. <clears throat> it happens. We lost you. Yep, he'll be back. <laughs> There we go. He'll be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So we heard about Jimbo Fisher, and uh, then the screen froze. And yeah, I'm a Florida State fan, so the Jimbo Fisher thing pissed me off. So <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, we we were all about the hype when the when we had the uh, the Johnny Manziel era going there. Yeah, man. I can you can you hear me now? Y'all are sounding oh, yeah. kind of like a robot. Yeah, now. yeah, we hear yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I love Manziel, man. Me and him follow each other on Twitter. Um, he was a couple years after me, but uh, yeah, I, man, I loved. I love Johnny. Um, he was great. He's playing in some 
arena league right yeah, now. Yeah, where is he? Is he the, he's not United, in the USFL, right, Russ? No, it's, it's like the United Indoor Fan League or something like with <laughs> Terrell Owens. Um, it's still freezing. It's still freezing up for me, guys. I'm so sorry. No, uh, we hear you fine. We hear you fine now. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. I can't hear you all though. It's like it's like going in and out like a robot. Oh man, oh, we we switched. We switched. We switched. It's all right. It's all right. Hold on. Hang tight. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we hear, you now. hear us? You hear us? Okay. All right. Yeah. So Manziel was like a, a a thing where like he was like Jordan. I never seen a guy play football like that. Really? And even when, yeah, because I I just didn't. It was interesting. You know, he wasn't even supposed to be a starting quarterback. He went to UT as like a strong safety, and then like A and M got him, and then he wasn't our starter, and then he was. And he just ran the foot. He he was just Johnny football. Like he was just so cocky, but so talented. And when you saw him play live, it was really something interesting. Wow. It was so different of a quarterback that it was it was something that like I, I never seen it before, you know. And I think that it put A and M on the map because it started getting national attention. And the following, you had, just, you had Drake coming to show shit like that. Yeah. Um, so after college or in college, how did, how did you get found? How did you you know break out into the music world? We got lucky, you know, our first single, cause it was kind of like, I was, I couldn't pay rent. My parents were like, get a real job. I was like, I don't want to. And, um, <laughs> we finally, we had a single come out called uh, queen of the misfits. And it was, um, it just kept every radio station added it. It ended up going number three in the, in the, in the state number 39 in the country wow so we had a top 40 single in the, in the country and by then we could i could go and play every dance hall in texas and you know make make two or three grand a night and you're doing 200 shows all of a sudden like your band's making half a million dollars a yeah. year all of a sudden it's, it's a real ass job you know you're making more money than you would be making selling real estate with like your friends you know for 60 70k a year and people took it seriously and then you know you're on billboards and you're playing all around and people are hearing the radio it just it kind of blew up every night and we've just been kind of riding that push you know ever since but it's been a lot of fun now growing up who, who did you look to in the uh, the music world i mean obviously I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say at least probably you know hank williams jr and, and george straits and uh yeah who, yeah who was, it was who was the guy you, who was the guy that you uh you wanted to, you wanted to be you know and then who was the guy that you looked up to that uh that you know gave you some advice or conducted themselves a certain way, and you're like, "That's that's where I want to be. That's where I want to go." There was a guy down in Texas. Y'all don't know him. Uh, his name's Robert Earl Keen. Do you know, do you know Robert Earl Keen? No, no. He's a god down here. He would be like y'all Springsteen. Um, okay. he's like a god in Texas. I mean, he's a he's straight up a god, and I, I idolized him growing up. And now we're friends, and like I open up for him and stuff, and he's great. But I wanted to be him, and then. Um, saying having connection issues. You still got me? I still yeah, got you. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then so from there on, you know, like I got to a certain status, and of course, I always wanted to be George Strait. But my my music sounds different. It's you know the Richard Tool sound is not like normal country music. It's not like rock and roll. It's not country. So I was having a hard time like finding like where I fit in. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was it was great because like. I found my own sound and you know i then i started really getting into bruce springsteen so i started getting into john mellencamp and i found like their sound like the old school rock sound mixed with country 
and kind of that's what defined you know rich o'toole and all that so, so. Rich, I, I was playing your music in the house last night i got my mother-in-law here my sister-in-law here and right away they said you have a sound like randy hauser does that does that sound familiar or do you get yeah, that yeah, at all yeah. oh i like randy hauser he's a really good yeah. writer they uh um, they, they sorry, pegged you as him that. right away they thought that that's who it was and i was like no this is rich he's coming on the show tomorrow and uh we were playing it on on uh, spotify all night listen you haven't lived until you bench press listening to ritual tool <laughs> I, I had to catch up when we first scheduled the interview i listened to a, you know a couple songs then today i was like all right shit. but uh american steel is probably my my favorite yeah i like american steel a lot that's a really good song um i did take offense yeah, though I, 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 I wrote an album called New York. Yeah, so we're going to get into that in a sec. We'll get into that in a sec, but I did take offense to you saying that you passing Hondas on the on the, uh, on the the highway there because I technically – I drive a Honda Civic. So. <laughs> do, you drive, do you drive a Honda? I do. I do. <laughs> That's a great car, man. I, you'll get a lot of miles out of that, I think. I got 200,000 on the damn thing. Still but go you already 100. got a girl, man. What do you care? You already, you already got a girl. You already got a wife. Probably I'd, I'd I'd ride a bike at this point, you know. <laughs> Minivans. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of New York, um, the the album itself, I, I'm I'm gonna say that you 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 had some girl issues in there, considering you got the uh, with dear Samantha and and Kate there. I guess uh, I guess you had some uh, you know romantic things going on there. Yeah, I don't know. I've had a lot. I've had a kind of rough past the past like four or five years, man. Uh, Kate on there she was a friend of mine that had ms and she uh i lived in her apartment when she was gone for a while in new york city and she came back in the month she came back she killed herself in the apartment that i lived in so that was like really tragic for me jesus um samantha uh was a girl i dated for six years and i broke up with her twice i should have married her i was just on the road touring and i was just being very selfish and that was hard on me yeah, because I tried to get her back, and I was like, I want to marry you. And she was like, no, it's gone. This is past. Um, so there was a lot of demons that I had that I just, you know, suffering from a little bit of depression and anxiety. I had to really write about and get out. And I think that's like, for me, it's like when you listen to, you know, Randy Hauser or guys like that that are doing country music, they're not really singing about stuff like that where I am. Um, so, you know, a lot, of my, a lot of my music is like autobiography. Like, it's straight up my life. Um you know, so that being said, like, yeah, that album's pretty deep. It's all true. It's all real. Uh, everything on that album is like about me. You know, there's not a, we're not, I'm not making up songs about the next door neighbor. Even like the title track, Back of My Bullshit, it was like, man, that's when I was like back in New York City, drinking a lot. Not really getting in trouble. I never got into drugs. I never really got too deep into women, but like, you know, shit was real. I was partying. Yeah, we were having a fun time. Where were you living in the city? Midtown, downtown, village? Um, um, yeah, right at Astor Place, uh, 8th and Broadway in the West Village. Okay. Yeah. So the, that was, uh, it was too expensive. It was too expensive for me. I was I was running out of money. I, it know, hasn't gotten any money. cheaper, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that city's insane. I mean, you go out for a, a sandwich and a glass of wine and you're at like 50 bucks off the top. Yeah, I go to lunch every day and freaking, you, you just want to get a deli sandwich and a, and a soda and a bag of chips and it's, you know, 20 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Oh, they got to pay rent. I mean, I told you know, we went, we went on St. Patty's after work and 
I wasn't really in the mood to drink. And so they had an Amstel Light, which I'm not normally a light drinker, but I was like, you know, I haven't had fucking Amstel Light in years. I was like, yeah, sure. So I had two of them. 18 bucks for two Amstel Lights. Just get the fuck Jesus. out of here. <laughs> I was like, for that, I would, I'd rather just fucking, I'd rather just have a fucking tequila or a fucking Johnny Black. Should, should have been drinking Guinness on St. Patty's Day, buddy. <laughs> I, didn't want it. I, didn't want it. I had a, I, I coincidentally had a Guinness like the day before. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm I'm drinking tonight. So. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm off tomorrow. I'm drinking tonight. Hell yeah, and go for it, man. My day's to drink tomorrow, and then I think Saturday we're going to a margarita rumble in in downtown Brooklyn. Oh boy, it's New York City. Oh, New York City's, it's it's a voting thing for New York City's best margarita. So, oh, you're gonna get tanked. <laughs> yeah, that's got hangover written all over. Yeah, you're gonna be hammed. I, I hear my wife laughing already, so I. Uh, you're, you're, I think you're gonna get a hangover and diabetes at the same time. Like that's just, that's just gonna happen. Well, I always get the, the same warning when I know I'm gonna go out drinking with the, with the wife, and she's gonna drive the same warning every time. Please don't shit your pants. <laughs> and it and it's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. There she goes. All right, calm, calm down. All right, calm down. Every show you hear her in the background, whether it's the somewhere in the show, you hear her lose it, lose it, and she's laughing like, you know, we're two comedians and we're not, but she loses it on something. Usually, no, usually, good usually life, that person really loves you, you know. Oh, listen, trust me, she loves me. But the things that I, the things that I do and come out of me, she loves me. She's still with me. So, Rich, do you miss the New York pizza? Do you miss, like, the, you know, New York City Chinese food? What do, you, what do you miss about New York? Everything, man. It was up to me. I would live there. I just think it was during COVID, and I made the right decision to come back to Texas. I just absolutely love everything about the city. You said what, John's Pizza? Buddy, buddy Chris is over there. Yeah, John's Pizza. Bleaker. I love that place. Uh, I miss everything about the city, man. The city has a... I go I go there to write. I do my best writing in, in New York because mm-hmm. you just you just walk one block and you're gonna see like 19. You're gonna see a transvestite. You're gonna see you know a homeless dude urinating on somebody. You're gonna see you, you don't, see you don't, I, don't, I, don't go, I don't walk to lunch in Houston and see that every day. You see a bit um, of everything. You're gonna see a bit of everything and you're gonna taste a bit of everything and it's gonna be great. And the, the best of the best come to the city and it's hard to explain that to people that like hate on New York City because I'm like. How can you hit on something when the best that's of the, the best? That's the problem. It's it's a it's a mix of everything on a grand scale. It's like right. the most beautiful, just peaceful, awesome, just architecture all in one. And then at the same time, it's just a bum on every corner. A thir- you know, a early Friday morning, and a guy's coming home from Thursday night puking on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, or just it's a it, it's you know. It's just a, it's a mix of everything, you know, like other major cities, but on just such a grander scale. No, you're, you're right. It's like it's like the greatest piece of architecture invented, and there's a guy just pissing on it. Yeah, yes. it's just insane, and it, it, it makes you think. I mean, the, the city just makes you think. It makes you angry. It makes you sad. It makes you happy. You feel every emotion in that city because you just like, God, ride the subway from, you know, from eight to to 43rd and like you're just in that 15 minute subway ride you're just in a you're gonna walk off there going fuck i think i said i think i I said it on a previous show i had i had an apprentice with me and i'm an iron worker in new york city so i had an apprentice with me 
and he never took the subway before. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll show you how to get home because we both go to Penn Station. So we, yeah. get on the, we get on the subway, and there's a bum smoking a joint on the subway and just smoking out the car. And he was like, is this normal? And I was like, well, <laughs> not really. I said, you see people with joints, but nobody actually smokes them in the subway car. So I said, listen, just ignore them and you'll be fine. And then the next stop, a fucking full, like five person in uniform mariachi band gets on the fucking car and starts yeah. playing. And he was like, is this normal? And I was like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Dude, you got on the wrong subway car today. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's everything rolled into one. It's awesome things, crazy things, disgusting things, all, all you know, everything you could imagine all in one. So you could find peace. You could find yourself, go through Central Park. It's, you know, and at the same time, you know, you're running from a bunch of kids that are trying to steal your wallet. Yeah, it makes you tough. I mean, it makes you think. Um I wore, I wore when I lived in the city. It, depending on where I went, I wore different watches. I have a really nice watch that I would wear to dinner if I knew I was going somewhere in the city that was safe. I had a cheap watch that I wore if I knew I was going to Alphabet City. You know, like so. It's, were, it's just, it makes you think. You know, when you were in the city, did you ever snuff out the uh, the barbecue joints? Because there's a couple good craft ones, not not the not the chain ones, but did you ever did you ever hit up? Yeah, uh, no, there's uh, there's a couple in Brooklyn. Browns? Did you ever hit up John yeah, Brown's yeah, yeah. house in Queens? Yeah. That place is really, really good. My That place is really good. Um, I, I guess the guys – there was a place, too, that I got from Texas. Um, you know, it was it, this happened in L.A., too. It, you know, anyone can do really good barbecue. You just got to really know, like, what you're doing and how to, how to smoke the meat and, like, at what temperature. And Anyone can really do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, people ask me, is there good tacos in New York City? Like, yeah, of course there is. There's yeah, fuel from If you know how to cook it. Like, I didn't know, right. like, the bark on, on smoking a brisket. You don't get the bark without pepper. I'm not a pepper guy, but if you don't have enough right. pepper, you don't get the bark. You're not getting the pH level that the pepper brings out in the meat mm -hmm. to do it. It's a science. And it's like, are there good tacos in New York City? Of course there is. There's people from Mexico that live in New York City. How there's, They're from Mexico. How are, how are, how are their tacos not going to be decent? We, uh, you know, we just it's just, there's not enough of it. And there's no, no. what there is, is there's bad tacos there too. And the, the bad tacos probably outweigh the good tacos. So what's happening is people are going there trying a shitty taco and then going, New York City has bad tacos. New York City has bad tacos. That's like the person that comes to New York City, comes out of Penn Station and goes to Sabaros for pizza. Right, exactly. You're like, dude, oh, New York pizza is overrated. Or even or they, they go to one of the shitty Rays locations and you're like, yeah, it's not that great. It's like because you went to fucking Ray's number thirty-eight, <laughs> and that's that's why it's. That's they all say number experience. one famous pizza in the world. They all say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a war with the lights over here, Russ. I'm sorry. Well, they, well, they go with the uh, the dollar slice pizza and go, hey, it's okay. No shit, it's a fucking dollar slice with the with the, yeah. the worst ingredients on earth. They made their own cheese from like a fucking lamb they bought in the back. Like it's terrible, you know. It's it's. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think it's all, like, in perspective. That's yeah, the thing about when food in America is, like, I, some of the best talk – one of the best tacos I've ever had was in, like, Nebraska. And it was from a food truck from a family that has drove here from Mexico. I mean – Makes sense. You, you, can't, thing, you, you, know, you can't put something on something if it's not it's, – location doesn't matter. It's just – it's the consistency in the people, you know. You know what always – it's funny you say that because I think we brought up on another episode too. Chinese food. I don't understand – 
how Chinese food, people always say, oh, we get the best is in the, that's the one thing I don't understand. Because you've got an Asian family that's that's in like Wisconsin. What are they doing differently that it doesn't, like, I understand I, I feel like, I feel like it, What the hell was that? What the heck was that's that? Some dogs. There's two dogs in the house oh. and they got into a fight. Um, I feel like I understand the bagels because the water is different. Yes. The chemicals, everything in the water, soft and hard. The bagels don't cook the same. I understand. But like Chinese I can understand food, that. Uh, Chinese food, I figure, listen, if, you know, you don't, you don't ever see anybody other than Chinese people cooking. What's, you know, how does it taste different in oh. other states? I don't know. Well, I will say this. I will say this. Okay. In this theory, if I had to put a theory on it, this is like, if there's an SAT question, this is how I would answer it. Um, the, the Chinese, like, in New York City have been there since, like, what, Mott Street? Like, eight, 18, like, Gangs of New York shit? Yeah, They've yeah, been there since, like, yep. 1828, right? They're probably using the same walk from, like, 1828. Their grandma passed down, passed down, passed down. Point. There's it's so much fucking salt and grease on that thing that, like, you're going to get a different flavor out of that versus a dude that goes and buys a brand new walk, opens up a Chinese restaurant in Houston. He has the same recipe. He's got the same flavor. But, dude... It's not that hundred year old walk that's been passed down okay, and that I recipe guess. and that fucking shit. So maybe that. that's what it is. You know, it's I like they just been there a little longer and they they just because you get better at something every single day. And <laughs> I think their family's just their family's been in the game for so long they just like they just right. know how to make it better every day. You know, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. What we got here? Uh... Some new music, Rich. You got new music coming out. I saw you put out a couple of tweets about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to say it's some insane number, like you have forty songs you're ready to put on an album or something crazy like that. Yeah, I'm throwing a lot of them away, man. I'm just trying to really follow like what's going on. We have a new song coming out in May called "Love on a Sunday." It reminds me of kind of like a John Mayer vibe. Um, we're shooting a fun music video for that. Uh -huh. We got a lot of. Um, it's just you know I'm trying to figure out the best way to record this record. I want it to sound consistent. I want it to sound like like congealed into like a really great sound. So I'm rewriting a lot of the tunes. I'm rewriting even more songs. Um, I just want it to be like the best because like, you know, you're only as good as your last record. And then when I drop this new album, I want it to be, you know, I want touring to double. I want to sell more tickets. I want to get out there more. Um, and that's kind of, you know, so yeah, we got, we got a lot going on. We're just trying to, I'm trying to do it the right way. You know? I got to tell you, your last two albums you put out, I've listened to in the last couple of weeks and they both, like Russ was saying before, there's a story behind every song, whether it's like Casino Lights. I feel like you're leaving Vegas yeah. and it's in the rear view. Or, you know, like what Mississippi Baby, there's something about Mississippi. Like every song you put out, there's, some, there's a story behind it. Um, what, what, is the, what is the theme of the new album going to be? Is there, uh, you know, a love or, you know, places? What, what's the theme of this one you're putting together? Yeah, the, the new song we have coming out called, I mean, Loving and Fruit, we just dropped. And that was just my kind of like, fuck you to Nashville. I'm just yeah, making fun of it. <laughs> I'm kind of making fun of the, the bro TikTok boys, you know. Like, I'm not going to lie. So much lame TikTok. shit come out of that city that I just had to like make a fun song. And that that that, that, that song won't even be on the album. Uh, our first serious single will be called Love on a Sunday. It's a great love song about just you and your girl smoking some weed and making love during the week. Uh, it's great. It's a great song. It's a great love song. I'm not gonna um, lie, Rich. When you when you when you have kids, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm yeah. still single, man. I'm trying to get it in. Yeah. yeah, marijuana and jalapenos really don't exist when you're married. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I listened to the low hanging. I've fruit. Had long enough. You know? I listened to the low hanging fruit before, and uh, you think that it's just Nashville's become just so overpopulated and over commercialized? Is that what it is? Just become the country music. You know, it's just become so. Everybody goes down there. I still want to go down there and visit. I was in there for like 
I, what did I eat? I ate fucking. I was in Nashville for like two minutes flying in, and I ate at some restaurant, and we fucking that was it. But I want to go back and visit. It looks great. Everyone says it's awesome, but I do hear a lot of the people in the media bash it that it's become so over commercialized that. Uh, I blame the I blame the labels. You know, the what happened was that everyone from everyone from LA moved in and they started just really flashing it up. And it used to be said just down to earth. Nashville was like, Hey, let's go get a steak, let's get a beer, let's write some great songs about the country. Like, let's get out of here. It was simple, man. And people like that stuff. And I think what happened was, you know, LA the LA vibe came in and everyone's rhinestoning it up and they're just singing about like got my TikTok, I got my fireball, I got my no 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 And everybody uh, everybody what? seems to have everybody seems to have their own restaurant down there. Yeah, everyone's at own restaurant now they're, they're dressing up, it's limos and you're like, Yeah, if I wanted to live in LA, I already did that. I would have lived there. Um I, I mean in the music it, it got gross. I mean I don't want to get on stage. My shit's like about like you talked about, it's about Mississippi Baby, it's about traveling, it's about love, it's about real life shit about you know looking back in the rear view of las vegas it's about real stories deep storytelling it's it's some faulkner shit that's what my writing's about now now i gotta write songs about like backwards hats and firewall like tight so that's the lamest shit i've ever i wrote about this stuff when i was in my i wrote marijuana jalapenos right i wrote that about that shit when i was in my 20s i'm 38 years old i want to write about like serious yes. shit so not, and that stuff's not, nothing that stuff's not, nothing to sell in that town you're not into the same you're not into the same hunt stuff now. <laughs> no, I'm not into it. So I'm like, you know, that stuff's just not the, in my mind, I just don't want to sing it on stage and it's just depressing. So like, I obviously had to like start my own thing and like come back to Texas and do it independently because even if a record label offered me, which I've, I've signed two major record label deals and they offered to sign me again, I'd be like, no, because I know you're going to want to change everything. And you know, I know you're going to come to me and say, we can't. We want you to record this. We want you to dress like this. I'm like, no. Rather make it on your own terms than their terms. I just want to be happy. You know, I, I think that like anything you do, like if, if I signed y'all to like a, a Joe Rogan Spotify uh, podcast right now, I was like, guys, I'm gonna sign you the biggest podcast. Y'all be like, do it. Oh, I'm in. I'll be like, no, no, no. Like, you gotta paint your face like insane clown posse, and you gotta wear a fucking sombrero. Y'all be like, I don't. I'm not, I'm, really I'm not gonna lie. I still might be down for that. Yeah, <laughs> I might still, be down I mean, for that. You know, it depends on how much money you want to make, Russell. But like, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, you, yeah, eventually you would, it would hurt your soul. You know, you're right. It would, but now I gotta change my fucking next year's Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? What else? I just lost upcoming, my upcoming tour. Uh, where, where, where are you going to be? I know you're playing, you're, you're on location now, but where are you going to be throughout the summer? You have a tour coming out or. What, yeah. What you you know, we're, we're now kind of like, until the record drops, we're not really doing the tours. We're just doing like, I guess it's rude to say this. I don't really cash grabs, but like people pay me and I show up to play. Like, um, you know, I, I'm playing a private party tomorrow in Joplin, Missouri. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, some, some dudes pay me you know, good money to come to his house and play for an hour and bounce and hey, make good friends. You pass out koozies and make friends and like, you know, um, you make new fans and it's great. And then, you know, on Saturday we're playing a, a amphitheater um, in East Texas and, you know, yeah. I, I, hopefully four or 500 people will be out there and they'll sing along to my stuff. And that pays the mortgage in my car note. And like, you know, you go home. So it's not really a tour right now. It's kind of like you just go out to different markets and play and, you know, make your income. Um, but when the new album drops, then hopefully we do like a full ass tour. But right now it's just kind of doing one offs. 
playing where you need to make money and what's your favorite just like any, any other job, you know. What's your favorite little, you know, place to play? Like, what, what place did you go to and you just had a shitload of fun? Aside from the big cities, just like some obscure town uh, that you played. And just Green, Green Hall in Texas is like real famous. It's called Green Hall, spelled G-R-U-E-N-E. It's an old dance hall from like the 1830s and like Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams, they've all played there. Um, it's an old wooden shack that holds about 700 people and it just gets rowdy and people are just drinking beer and sawdust on the floor. And this is fun. See, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Like that. That's, yeah, you boys that's something have a you want to, yeah, yeah, that's something you want to go. You come down, let me know. I'll take you down there. We'll go eat some barbecue. We'll drink a bunch of beer, hit on some chicks. Like it's fun, dude. It's great. It's, it's a good time. How far is that from San Antonio? Uh, it's about 45 minutes North. Oh, all right. That's not my brother's stationed in San Antonio, so maybe I'll have oh, to yeah. bring him out trip down there. If we play Green Hall, I think we're the headline Green Hall. I think like in October for the new album release or something. Let me know, man. I'd love for y'all to come down. Be oh, fun that'd be for awesome. To see a show, yeah. The uh, what do you call it? So, aside from who you listened to growing up, who do you like nowadays? Like, I, I love Luke Combs. I I, I love. John I like Luke Combs. I, th- I think Luke Combs is what's right with country music right now. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not hating on my country music. I'm just saying there's people that are doing it right. There's people that are just like I uh, we just is... saw him at uh, Madison Square Garden. He was awesome, dude. That but... guy's great. Like that yeah. guy's like one of the. I think he's doing it 100 the correct way. I love his songs. That that song that he has, um, uh, when it rains it pours or whatever. Yeah, when it rains it pours. Yeah, Honky Tonk Highway is a great one. Dude, he's great. That's um, what's right. That's what Nashville should be doing. They should be releasing songs like that. You know, I, I like a, a lot of John Party. Yeah, I love John Party. He's from he's a Texas boy, man. He can rope and he can ride and um yeah, love him. he's what's right with country music. Dirks Bentley's what's right with country music. There's a lot of great guys. I love Dirks. There, right? Um I, I I you probably you might hate this choice. I do love Zach Brown, but I love Zach Brown five years ago. I want to say ten years ago. Like five years ago. <laughs> like now I feel like he got too cute and he's he's into that what you're saying, that, that LA national vibe. He tried to get too cute. It went weird. Like, I was a giant Zach Brown fan, and all of a sudden he dropped, like, it was like two years ago, right? He dropped some, like, weird shit, and you were yes. like, what is this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it pissed off a lot of people. I think he's a good guy. Um, I love Blackberry Smoke. Uh, bands like that, like Whiskey. I mean, was, me and the Whiskey Meyer guys have toured together for years. I wasn't um, huge on, uh, I never heard of Rodney Atkins before. Yeah. And then I work, I work security at a bar on the weekends, and they, it's a, it's a very large place. And they started to get they, – they ended up getting Rodney Atkins to come in. And I became a huge fan of his just from watching him live. And uh, I really liked him. And surprisingly, um, they, they got Jimmy Allen to play. Oh, and wow. they signed him before, obviously, he became Country Artist of the Year because they also got Luke Combs. And people were yeah. like – our bar holds like 1,500 people. It's, it's huge. But still, we're just a regular bar and concert venue. And they were like, how the fuck did you get Luke Combs? And he ended up doing an acoustic show, um, but they signed him before they became huge. But, uh, but Jimmy you. Allen, Jimmy Allen played, and uh, what do you call it? super nice guy? And I got to tell you, I'm not wasn't huge on his music. It's a little more that you know Kane Brown type of stuff that I'm not huge with. But he put on a hell of a show. He surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, he's you really know? good. He's a really talented guy. Um, Chris Stapleton, love. Yeah, him. we got a couple of comments oh, yeah, in the uh, in the chat. Chris Stapleton and Gary Allen were mentioned in the chat. Yeah, I love Gary Allen. That, he's Gary Allen's like kind of one of my idols. I really love Gary Allen a lot. Um, what's that? 
Uh, my wife loves Chris Young. He's he's pretty good. Oh, yeah, right. Chris Young's really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, Cole Swindell. Uh, a couple Guys who do it the right way. It's you know the minute you get commercialized, then you listen to you know the other voices and and something changes and that that sound oh. changes. Like like you mentioned with the Zach Brown, it turns it turned me off. I mean it, honestly, we used to go to Zach Brown every year when he did a show in, in New York, and it just it turned me off recently. Yeah. You know who you know who I got I really started to like he's very different voice you know Tyler Childers Tyler Childers yeah 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 I like him a lot he's, he's got a hell of a hell of a voice that it's, song it's, uh, White White House Road is like White House Road and no, 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 badass the yeah. acute the acoustic version of of it I like better he does that live acoustic um, yeah. along with uh, Nose to the Grindstone yeah him like Sturgill Simpson um, there's a whole movement you know like, I went to college with Ryan Bingham he's really really good. He was on Yellowstone too. Um, all those guys are really—they're great songwriters, you know. They're good storytellers, and that's what it should be about. I mean, that's what I see it as. Like, yeah, it should. I'm be. an artist. I'm a writer. That's you know, I try to, I enter, to entertain too, but you know, it shouldn't be about putting out a political message. I mean, people want to go listen to your music, and they want to get away from the everyday life of you know this president, this former president. No one wants to hear about it. They want to listen to your music, and they want to just like get away from it for the 20 minutes or so of all the drama and nonsense that everyone sees on, on TV and in the media. And when the music goes that way, it's a turnoff as well. Yeah. hundred percent. It's okay to get political. I mean, not, not political, but like you can, you can throw a jab here and there, but sure. People, you're right. You're right. You know, Jerry, like they, they want to, they want to sit there and get away from the problems. They want to rock. They want to boogie. They want to be entertained, man. That's what, that's what it's all about. You know, and I got to tell you, honestly, I saw, I, this is going to come out wrong, but I'm, I'm just going to phrase it the way I phrase it, and I want you to react. But I, I love how Russ is laughing already. You you performed at the Texas, Texas governor's mansion. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. So much no, listen, listen and, and people gave you shit on Twitter for doing it for political reasons, whether they were far right, far left, or wherever in between. They yeah. gave you shit for doing it. And your response was amazing. And I tell you, this is where I was like, holy shit, this dude's, this dude's awesome. You said, hey, listen. I got to put food on the table. I got a band behind me. I got a crew that works with me. I don't care what your thought is on where I'm doing. I'm worried about the people that I have under me. The way right. you put – and I wish I could go back and, and dig out the tweets the way you word it. The way you responded to the, the, the cancel culture or the haters or whatever you want to say they are, your response was epic. I loved it. I mean that was – bravo. That. Bravo the way you did it. And it doesn't matter if I'm right wing, left wing, or anywhere in between. Your response was the response. Who cares who or where you are? Look at who you have working for you. That it was epic. I loved it, Rich. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's been COVID. I mean, people got to work. And the governor pays a, a really big chunk of change to come out there and play. And look, I, I'm not really for his, like, trans policy. But I do know the governor. Like, actually, he follows me on Twitter. And he, he actually requested for us to come out there. And at the end of the day, it's the governor of the state you live in. Yep. I don't care if you like him or not. You go out there and do it. I, I mean, you just go out and play under the fireworks. You do it. It wasn't like I was on stage being like, in, in trans people. It's it's one thing that there's a video of me like saying I hated trans people or something. I get that. I didn't do anything. I just got there and just played played my yeah. songs and people were boogieing and having a good time. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I and I also said, I was like, I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm not a politician, guys. Yep. Leave me down to this. It, it has nothing to do with me. And it, it broke my heart. Like, one of my biggest idols is Jason Isabel, and he unfollowed me because of it. And really? a bunch of Americana writers for like Rolling Stone unfollowed me, which broke my heart because it's like, all right, it won't be in Rolling Stone ever again. Um, all because you played for the governor. It's like, dude, what? What are you? What? 
Yeah, and and if you if you it's not like I voted for I didn't sound like I voted for these trans kids not to get in school or some shit. Like what? I'm just the guy playing guitar. Did you did they did they cancel the guy serving nachos there? Did he cancel? <laughs> Love some good nachos. Listen, if the you know, former if the former president of the United States or the current president of the United States asks you to come perform at the White House, regardless of how you politically look or lean, you're going to play for either one of those guys. I always thought right? that was a big turnout. When people when people decline to go to the White House, you, you got to be pretty famous and wealthy, or it's just it, it's just America. Like when I don't care who's in office, exactly. Whatever or not, I'm going to show up and shake the president's hand. Yep. And you know what? I, what I told people too is I said, dude, sometimes when I talk to Greg, when I talk to the governor alone, I'll, I'll throw in, I'll throw in something like, Hey man, what, what's going on with this law? Like, why don't you, why don't you lean this way? How do you know I'm not in his ear talking to him? How do you know I'm not for you? Or I'm, you know, you're close enough to somebody. Yep. How do you know I'm not like, I'm not lobbying for your, your right to do something. You're right. Just because I, I'm, I get invited to the mansion and I'm sitting here hang, having dinner with him and his wife. Doesn't mean I'm not like in his ear. I mean, the guy I'm at his house right now, Chris Putnam, that's where I'm doing this live. Uh, he ran for Congress, um, and he was a run again for this year. And he's nothing to do. I mean, he's just he's he's, he's you know he's wants to have, hang out and ski with his family, and he's a very famous congressman. Me and him don't see eye to eye on a lot of political stuff. We don't. But mm-hmm. I'm in his house right now. We're we're gonna sit here and have a glass of wine, have a nice dinner. We're gonna debate about some shit. He feels yeah. a way about something I do. That I just, doesn't mean I hate someone because they feel a certain way about a policy. That stuff is for the birds. I mean, anyone that got on there, I thought it was just so disgraceful for them to come after me and try to cancel me yeah. because I played for the I'm played for the point. governor. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, you know. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I saw the exchange and I was like, "Is this really yeah. happening?" Like, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, of course this is happening." Because no matter what, no matter how great your albums are and how great your music is, and everyone's a fan of it, the minute you go play for somebody they they don't agree with. Right away, there's like, oh, forget you. No, no, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Richards anymore. He's yeah. dead. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, okay, I tell yeah. you, bravo the way you stood up to it. I love the response, and and you know what? You're right. You you have a crew, and you have a whole bunch of people who depend on you. You have to go do it. You have to. Yeah. You know, you know it, it wasn't like you know it wasn't like I was doing it for free either, and it paid paid really well. You know. So let me ask you real quick: the Texas sports scene. I'm oh. taking his. I'm taking his advice. I'm having a glass of wine. Are you? There you go. There you, look at that. Good, good fucking wine. Good, good fucking wine. wine. I like it. <laughs> good stuff. Is that like that upstate New York wine? Yeah, what is that, no, Russ? No, it's... Did you make that in the toilet? <laughs> no, you know what it is? I bought it just because of the name. It's actually become really popular, and it's it's a red blend that's it's really fucking good. Hmm. Hence the name. It's, it's, it. from, it's from California, but... There you go. So, Rich, uh, the Texas sports scene. Are you a sports guy? You know, yeah, you I am. Can, what, what are you a big fan of? I was a fan of the Texans and the, the Sean Watson, <laughs> the Sean Watson thing, fucking broke my heart. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Colts fan. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess I'm still a Texans fan. I'm just like, what am I watching? Uh, uh-huh. Just it was like watching Rome burn. It was like, fuck this. Um, giant Astros guy. You know, I've been, I had Astros season tickets in 2017. I went to every single game. Went to every World Series. Wow. Um, and then the whole cheating thing kind of broke my heart a little bit too. So I'm still a giant fan. I was just like, what the fuck is this? So I feel like every corner, I'm a giant Houston Houston fan, but no, I'm a Rockets fan. And then Harden's being a prick. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, every everywhere I turned for Houston sports, I was just like heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. Eventually I was like, God damn, Houston. <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing here? You know? You could be, like, a, you could be a Mets fan like me. That's the ultimate heartbreak. Oh, 
You could be a Jets fan. That's even worse. Still, are the Mets still in the major leagues, or are they just like they play minor? Actually, league we teams have right? like the best record in the yeah. major leagues. I know y'all are actually doing really well. Yeah, right the Mets now. are doing real well <laughs> right now. We're making a big deal about it. I'm like, we're not even quarter way through the season. We're gonna fuck this up. Relax. I'm a, I'm a big. Uh, when I lived in New York City, I would go and drink free beer at the Barstool headquarters because they had free oh, really? beer. Oh, really? Yeah. So I be, me and Big Cat became really good friends, and okay, I, I know some of the Barstool guys real well, and they're. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I, I, I got into to New York um, sports and like just sports on the East Coast in general because the Barstool guys they were, they got me excited about sports again. And uh, when I was a kid, we didn't get the Astros on TV. We only got the Cubs because of WGN. So I was actually, I'm actually a big secret Cubs fan. <laughs> um, yeah. I but I mean, it's just because it's the only thing we got on TV. You know, Bar- Barstool's a monster though. I, I love Dave and I can't stand Dave all at the same time. I think he's like the. the the coolest, biggest tool you've ever met in your life. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's the cocky, he's the cocky uncle of the party. You just can't, you can't stand, but you just love to be next to him, hear him yes, talk. You know? Exactly. But he, he's like, God him. damn it, man, he was a nice guy. He was go all the way, but no, he he's a he's a monster in his own right, but in in a good way. Like it's funny, just he's he's entertaining. I mean, he, I'm I'm definitely Team Portnoy. I think it's I, mean, I think he's just hilarious. And he works he his ass a major off. company. Yeah, he worked being his ass off. Yeah. Being that you've been, been, you know, to the Barstool headquarters, do you ever meet uh, Ryan Whitney or or, or uh, uh, Bizonette? Because we, me and Jerry are both big. Uh, oh, yeah. Spitting chick- Chicklets. Thing. That podcast is definitely definitely played in my car every week. So um, I got a great Bizonette story. Uh, when we were in L.A., my friend Jenny Johnson um, got a DM from, um, we call him Biz Nasty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I got a bit, uh, DM from Biz Nasty and was like, hey, I got tickets for you and Rich. And so he actually uh, had us out to uh, – he was the enforcer at the time. I don't care what team he was playing for. Against the Kings, we sat on the ice. And I actually got to watch him fight. And then after the gig, he took us out for beers, and he gave me and Jenny both hockey sticks. Right, so, like, Biz Nasty wow. is, like, a legit fucking guy, man. Um, nice. Like, one of the nicest, like, down-to-earth people I've ever met. Um, so yeah, I, I love that guy. That's the only thing I have. That's the only story I got. It's only met him one time. He still follows me on Twitter from that night. You know, he followed me on Twitter. And so uh, I'll send him a DM every now and then, but I mean, I, I nothing like, we don't have a friendship or anything, but like that, that's a guy's legit dude. No, he's, he's awesome. He's, yeah. he's, he's awesome. Um, speaking of stories, um, I don't know if many people caught it cause I did when we originally scheduled you for the podcast back a couple months you yeah. put out you put out a tweet right before you confirmed it with jerry and it said i have a really funny airport story that i want to tell <laughs> the podcast and then you scheduled with us like two minutes later and then delete, deleted the tweet so i was going to ask do you still remember what the story was when when uh tell me yes i'm trying to think of this this had, you know what, Alda, this had to be, I, I can give you the rough, a rough date of when we first had this. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you exactly what it was. You tweeted because that United, out. You United's it. trying to, they sent me an email. They want to buy the video. I, I filmed uh, on my flight, this uh, Vietnam veteran, like, kicked the shit out of this. Um, so it, roughly, ar- roughly around just after uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, Jerry's telling the story. He's, he remembers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, so you like this, and then I deleted the. I, I I sent the video to my buddy who works for United, and I said, "Hey, what do you want to do about this? You know, I'm not trying to like blackmail y'all or anything, but like, I'm not. I got to send this video to somebody. I mean, 
I don't know what they did about it. And so then I was like, I had to leave this week because I was like, I don't want to get into this. Like, I don't want to be that guy that posts a video of an old man kicking a flight attendant. You know, like, it, it, it's just, if, if flying has gotten so sad that it's just, it is just a giant, giant greyhound bus <laughs> that they put a rocket on top of and just shoot it towards the city yeah. they want to go to. It, it is so fucking sad that, like, I used to love to fly and I fly to all my gigs. Now I'm driving, like I'm renting cars and just driving and like I'll just split it up over three days before I'll get on a, a plane again because it's so fucking sad. That's kind of what that was. Of these crazy incidents yeah. on planes, but I've never, I've never encountered one live. I, I, I didn't either. And I was right on the scene and I filmed it. I was the only guy that filmed it and the pilot came over and was like, delete that. And I'm like, no. Why? No I'm one like, dude, I, I want to post this and like show people like you, yeah. you mistreated it. Like it. 89 year old war veteran he had like a ptsd freak out and started kicking the flight attendant and i was like uh yeah and united like they still haven't like there's they're still supposed to be because they reached out to me and they're like what can we do we want to take care of you we delete the video and i was like whatever i don't even give a shit wow um they lost my bag for four days like oh, that was, that just, was a coincidence just i mean yeah it just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They probably searched the whole thing, which they did. And I found like the fair marijuana and jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. How, how did that song come about? Uh, I'll tell you how the song came about. I was uh, 18 when I wrote it. I was uh, first year at AM and uh, it was the first time smoking weed and I got super high. And as you know, when you're high, like sometimes you think that like you'll never not be high again. You know that feeling? You know, you're super high and you're like, I'm going to be high forever. Like, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I was eating, I ate like a whole jalapeno on a dare at a Mexican restaurant, and my mouth was like burning on fire, and I'm stoned at this point. So I'm like, dude, my mouth is, ne in my mind, for like 10 minutes, I thought my mouth was never going to stop burning for the rest of my life. Jesus Christ. And I ran back to my apartment, and I put my head on the pillow, and was like getting in the shower, and like shivering, and then uh, I was like, and then it went away, and I was like, oh, I was just really stoned, and I ate a whole jalapeno. I'm an idiot. And, that's the and so I wrote, I wrote marijuana jalapenos after that. It's actually, it's pretty catchy. I, I mean, I wrote it when I was 18. I mean, it's kind of like. Well, you can see well, these differences. Do you, do you have a memory when you were 18, like how stupid oh, you were, you know? Listen, yeah. it, believe me, at it, 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 it 18 to like 22, I was, Christ, I was, you know, the person I am now would probably, you know, the kid I was then would probably slap to me now. It's a good oh, thing God. the statute of limitations expired, Russ. Yes. <laughs> I, fucking, you know, I like wine. I like fucking my vegetable garden. Take care of the yard. And at 19, I was concerned about was getting laid and doing a line of blow and Rich. having fun and whatever the fuck I wanted to yeah. do. Rich, true story. Russ's biggest excitement this past week was that a Wegmans is coming to life. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I love Wegmans. I actually really like Wegmans. That's what I'm saying. I said I reached a point like, in my life. Wegmans. I love Wegmans, dude. That's why I posted on Facebook. I was like, I reached a point in my life where this shit excites me. As I said, you should. Yeah. I said, listen, we, you know, I, you know, my, my buddy made fun of it, and I said, listen, I'm a, I'm a different man now. I says we. You know, we, we got a family of four. We we drive around and go, oh, that's a nice porch. That's a that guy's lawn. Yeah. <laughs> that shit excites me. No, I, I mean, I go to bars every now and then. I'm just, I leave so disappointed. I'm like, dude, I, this says nothing. Or if I'm sitting there talking, because I'm still, I'm still, I'm recently single again, and I'm like, really trying to find Mrs. Right. I'm really trying to get married and like find the, a really good wife to have a child with. I really am. I'm like, turn, I'm turning down chicks because I'm like, no, look, dude. 
I'm not, I'm not just going to mess around with you to mess around with you. I'm a guy, I've hit yeah, that you level of maturity. You want the one to be the next one. Yeah, That's I want it. the one to be the next one. And I'm like, and so even when I'm like hitting on girls at bars, like my game is so, so old man that it's not even fun. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, what's up? Uh, can you buy me like a vodka soda? I'm like, yeah. Do you know, have you, yeah, heard, about, have you heard about critical race theory? It's wild, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> So like, I'm just like, dude, I'm just, it's over. Or I'll talk, I'm, I'm like you, I have a giant green, I love my garden. I'll be like, yeah, I just planted a bunch of zucchini and I'm like waiting for it to sprout. It's been really cool. You know, they're like, this fucking guy, like and walk away. You know? <laughs> so I, I, just, I don't have any game anymore. Like my, but I want to, I want to date someone younger than me. That's like fertile, you know, like it's hard, like my age at 38, because I'm going to get like canceled after this now, but I'm all the, all the women that are in their forties. But like it's hard for me to. I, I would love to date someone exactly at thirty nine, but thirty nine year old women have hard trouble like having kids, and I really do want to have like three or four kids, like you know. So it's like I'm trying to date, date girls that are younger than me, but it's it's tough, man. They're they're not. They're into different they're, things. They're not mature, really. You know, they're like if they're still going out partying at bars. They're just not the one that's for me. Right it's now. amazing they're, how there's a huge difference between, like I said, a thirty eight year old and a thirty year old. Is it? Oh, it's still a huge it's difference. Nine days. It's insane. Like you have the coach, like you have sex with a thirty-year-old. You're like, did you take your birth control? Go take your birth control. I pulled out, like, take your fucking birth control, man. Like, I'm not fucking kidding about this shit. This is gonna cost me a lot of fucking money. <laughs> you know, versus a thirty-eight-year-old woman's like, she's already on birth control. She's fine. I ain't worried about it. She's like, let's you're go. Another, you're another fuck you want. She's fine. She's got her shit. Didn't even, didn't even get a forty-five-year-old. You really got nothing to wear there. They're in oh, they and they're oh. like, you got nothing going. That's an all-day job. I'd pack a lunch for that. <laughs> oh, there goes the wife. Even she's laughing at that one. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the life. I'm in some major life. You know, you're tired of living fast oh. and loose. You want that, that, that. You want that sit around the campfire and have beers with family and friends rather than, yeah. than, than be stuck in bars yeah. and everything. And- 100% there. My job still allows it. I mean, I'm at a job. Yeah. I still play in bars. I still go play festivals and like I'm around partying, but like it's almost rude now. Like I'm almost rude to people because I'll get there before I go on. I'll play, shake some hands, and I bounce back to the hotel because I'm like, dude, I don't want to be around this. Like this is not enjoyable for me. I hear you. There's not- nothing but trouble. I don't want to be, I don't want to see someone fight. I don't want to see a 24 year old guy getting knocked out. Like I don't want see some dumb chick, you know, have too many vodka shots and fall over the bench. Like, I don't, oh, I'm just want to see it. So it's like a bad unsolved mysteries episode. Like I've already seen this episode a thousand times. Don't want to see it. Well, want to go that's, home. That's like my going out now is working at the bar, you know, working a show. Yeah. I can't, I can't even tell that time I was in a bar, like, you know, in, in a social setting. It's, I feel like COVID ruined father, everything, by the way. I feel like my father now, as I get older, the less and less I want a giant crowded packed bar. Thing is, I don't, I don't mind being in bars. I actually like a good Irish bar, but I only like when it's like me and my four buddies, and that's it. Like I'm eating peanuts and we're talking, watching baseball. So the moment like more than twelve people get into a bar, I'm like, all right, I gotta go. Yep, that's it. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> once, yeah. Once you're once you're too deep at the bar to get a drink, it's like, all right, I gotta reach over this person. Yeah, like, like, what am I doing? Here? Excuse me, coming through. <laughs> yeah, nothing good's gonna happen. I mean, nothing good is gonna happen. Not at all. You're gonna see some awesome things happen, but I don't want to be around it anymore. <laughs> Sounds like a good album that's gonna be coming down the pipe soon. Yeah, I think so. It's gonna be like a very mature, mature record. 
All right. Hey, Rich, I want to thank you. We did an hour and three minutes with you. This was this was great. Sorry for the uh, delay and everything, you know, all the confusion and audio visual issues we had but uh, no my part too i'm sure there was yeah I this put my phone a couple times but yeah no we we're, all, we're all good we'll we'll edit out all the uh all the mishaps but uh that's awesome anything man. anything you want to plug real quick before we wrap this up man just you know follow us on instagram at rich o'toole twitter at rich o'toole the twitter's a really fun time i tweet out what i eat for lunch every day i talk i love your twitter love facebook Facebook's kind of run by my, my, my manager runs it. So, like, I post on there every now and then. Um, Instagram, you want to see what I eat for, for lunch. And it's follow tour dates. Uh, RichoTool.com. Yeah, Twitter is pretty much the way to interact with you. Yeah, Twitter is the way to go with you. If, if you want to talk to Rich, Twitter is the way to go. Rich is definitely uh, definitely involved on that. Yeah, 100% right back. Instagram is just like, I'm not I'm not a hot chick with a big ass. What am I even doing on there? But I totally get it. Uh, it's... Uh, other than that, like RichoTool.com for tour dates. And come out to a show. It's it's a great show. And if you're on Spotify, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, type in Rich Tool. It's it's look, there's only one Rich Tool. I have a goofy ass name. So like get on there, type it in, listen to the music. We've written seven albums. Uh, I think they're good. So check them out. Oh no, they're great. I'm listening to them. Yeah, they're great. Trying, the, yeah, the cricket song I like. That was a nice uh a nice one. Adios mio. I like that one. That was good. Oh, one. That was fun, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else? Uh summertime girls. Like I said, I think American Steel was probably my favorite. I like that one a lot too. Uh, Uncle, American Uncle Kid Hank. Record was really great. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I really, to be honest, I don't think I really started getting like decent at writing until the American Kid record. People say that, you know, they like all the records I've written, but I don't. I, as an artist, I just know when I started getting kind of in my groove, and you know, the American Kid, New York, I started kind of really finding my groove and, and sound. So, yeah. all right. Hey, Rich, next time you're in New York, definitely uh, look us up. We'll definitely get Dude, we, I, I'm, I'm going to take you all out, man. We, we yeah. should like Peter, Peter Luger's or something like something. Oh, something. Like sure. Yeah. And, then, and listen, if we can make it to. Oh, we lost Jerry right at the last second. Yeah, what happened? Is he there? I don't know. You like tequila, Rich? Oh, yeah. All right. I went, so, I went sober for, for six months, and I went sober again. Because it was just kind of like affecting traveling and stuff. I was just, you know. But now I'm not. Eh. I, I want a beer in them. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, dude. Hey, it was an honor. Thank yeah, you for having me on. And uh, let me know when you, when you push the episode. Always retweet it, and I'll put on my Instagram too. So um, it, we it'll be uh, it'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts tomorrow or the day after, just depending on when they they get it uploaded. But as soon as they both drop, we'll put them out there, and then if you could retweet it, that'd be great. Yeah, of course, man. Shoot me the link on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say something about it too. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Thank Rich, have a good night. Thanks a lot. I had a blast, man. Take All right, take care. Rust, I got to say, that was, that was awesome. I got to say, I think I've had this bottle too long. The, the good the good effing wine? Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's delicious, but the end of the bottle has got a tiny bit of that vinegar taste. It was like the ass end of the bottle that I left there probably for the last month. I'm thinking, the, um... of, I'm thinking the cork with a little air in. Fuck it, we're drinking it right. That might, yeah that that might be the just it's opened and too much air gets in, right? <sighs> hey, buddy, what's up? Say hello. <clears throat> Say, Why? Hey. All right. But that All right, Russ. Real, real quick. Uh, I just want to get into. Well, let's get into the Rangers real quick. I mean, yesterday's yesterday's uh, debacle. Was not uh 
was not what I expected against Carolina when you have the division up for grabs. Eh, fuck it. Listen, we had a great season. Let the boys get healthy. Yeah, two injury scares as well in the game. A loss to Carolina. Right now they're playing Montreal. Uh, 0 0, six minutes left in the third. I'm sorry. Yeah, six, last six game's on Friday. Yeah. Listen, uh, Washington or Pittsburgh, do you care? Uh, I think I, I think I want Pittsburgh. Okay, because they're a little banged up. And listen, if you're talking preference, yeah. I mean, listen, is, 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 is Ovi still going to be out for Washington? I don't know. You got Jari out for Pittsburgh. We played well against him this year. You know, I wouldn't mind uh, kicking Steve Burns' team's ass. So, Capitals yeah. play the Islanders Thursday, Rangers Friday to wrap up their Yeah, their we season. wrap up the season. And I think playoffs start, what, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. And um, Pittsburgh, which – Washington has a game in hand, so Washington can overtake Pittsburgh if we really, uh, they really win Listen, out. Either, either one, I'm, I'm fine with. Um, you know, just it's, it's after if we make it after that, that's the that's the <laughs> that's the fucking gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, listen, all eight teams had a hundred points or more. I mean, when does that ever happen before? Yeah. yeah. Either way, four good teams are getting eliminated in round one. Yeah. But the Rangers have the goalie that could definitely steal the show in a round or two. They could, unfortunately. Teams like Florida have the the the, the power to put up seven seven goals easily. I mean, they they, yeah. they 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 now own the record for season. Yeah, what, I'm fucking fumbling here. They now own the record for most goals in a season for a team. I was I was going to say I heard a, a stat that they have the most goals in a season. But they've also let up the third most in the league as well. So, I mean, if you're playing with them, you're playing a run-and-gun game. Yes, which I, I don't know many teams. Right now, it doesn't look like many teams can keep up with that. Mm -hmm. I definitely saw them score six, seven, eight goals quite a few times. Yeah. Um, and even with the, the, the Maple Leafs, I think it all comes down to Jack Campbell with them. They can they can put up goals like you wouldn't believe, you know, with that combo, with, you know, especially the way Austin Matthews playing. Yeah. But uh, it all depends on how Jack Campbell's going to – Toronto, Toronto, and Tampa as a first round matchup is is. <laughs> yeah, but even Tampa, Tampa's well seasoned in the playoffs, and they're playing very well. They're just as fucking scary as they've ever been. So, I, I, you know. yeah, and, and you can't you, you, with Carolina. They're the same thing. It's fucking to me with uh, Florida. They're they're a pretty damn complete fucking team, and uh, their only issue now is that they're relying on a, a rookie goaltender. Yeah, all roads are leading leading through those two teams, I believe. You know, how who knows? Maybe the Rangers get lucky and they uh they get through the division and get to our conference finals. Listen, before the season started, no one said the Rangers were winning the cup, not even you or I. So I mean now we they, get get to a, they get they got a chance. They get to a conference final or a cup final, I'll be happy with it. It's an unexpected uh you know achievement. And then uh Russ, real quick about your Mets. I know they got the best best record in baseball right now, but I swear every game I feel like there's at least one or two players getting hit in the head. What what's going on? I mean, did, did I, I I don't know. I mean, they threw high and tight into Arenado this afternoon. Yep. They fucking they, they were oh they were pissed after yes. the peak hit last yeah, the other night. Or I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy fourteen weird. and fourteen I, I and six leading the I division. I, mean, I know they Scherzer, got a good team. Was, Scherzer was yelling the other day, and I still can't. I still look at him funny with his two different colored eyes. It's it it's so weird. 
Um, and uh, got some basketball playoffs going on. The the, yep. the the touted Brooklyn Nets took a shirt. I'm, I, listen, and, I got to tell you, I'm happy that they got bounced the uh, way they got bounced. Okay, fuck the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I'm, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm not even a real Knicks fan. I'm your typical was a Chicago Bulls fan as a kid for obvious reasons. Obviously, sure. And then, and then rooted for the fucking Knicks. Um, rooted is like fucking very, very loose right now. But uh, but I, I kind of laugh at Ben Simmons didn't play. He has a mental block that that could risk him his back in. Like you basically just they traded for you for you to just pussy out. If that guy doesn't play for them or has another issue next season, but that he, is going to be one of the worst trades in NBA history. But I've never heard of that before. You have a mental block that could, if you play, could you could your mental block could could re-aggravate your back injury. It, how? Like playing could re-aggravate, sure, but like you have a mental block that could trigger it. That's what he's like. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I understand if you were like a fucking ski jumper and you were going to take a giant jump like 200 feet in the fucking air and come down. I can understand being a little weary. Yep. But you're playing basketball, like even anything, even in hockey or baseball. Yep. You got to play. Yep. You know, it's not like you're going to take a monster fucking fall or do backflips. You're playing, you're playing a game, you know, that, you know. Yeah. Know. It's, that was uh, a giant pussy move for me, but – uh. Right now, you get the Bucks up big on the Bulls. They're probably going to end that series. Yep. Um, the Atlanta Hawks shit to bet Trey Young disappeared. Uh, you get the yeah, Warriors he, he, right against the Nuggets. They're taking the MVP, uh, last year's MVP, and jo- Nikolai Jokic and making him look like a joke. Yep. Um, Memphis. Yeah, the other tomorrow series. you got 76ers probably wrapping it up with the Raptors. Suns leading the Pelicans three games to two. Jeff Platt's Mavericks are beating the Jazz three games to two right now as well. Those are your three games tomorrow. Listen, NBA's got some spice. It's got some interest. Spicy. Spicy meatball. (laughs) And let me ask you uh, real quick. Your Colts don't have a first-round pick in the draft this year. Will you be watching the draft? I don't watch the fucking draft regardless. Well, I mean, you want to know why I don't fucking? I watch like the first like fucking five picks. That's about. I was gonna say the Jets and Giants, both in New York, New York, obviously. The Jets and Giants have two two picks each in the top ten this year. I don't watch. I don't. I don't watch other than like the first bunch of picks. Only because it takes so fucking long. It's like twenty. You know, I I follow everything that goes on. I still get the the pick alerts on my phone, but I can give you know. Yeah. I give two shits. Just listen. I'm assuming my Colts are gonna go wide receiver heavy. Still don't understand how they have not signed either T.Y. Hilton or Julio to cheap deals, considering there's such a young wide receiver core as it is right now. You'd want some leadership there. I mean, Reggie Wayne is the new wide receivers coach, but Mm -hmm. I would think that you need some sort of veteran presence either in T.Y. or or Julio because neither one of them are going to be expensive. So why not bring in a veteran to play, you know, and and, and mentor these kids? But I don't know. The only only thing that's really killing me, that – and the offensive tackle thing. Other than that, I'm very, very happy with what they did on defense. Like, I, in fact, I don't think I could be. I don't think I could really be happier. And you know, fucking defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, and fucking Rodney McLeod at fucking safety, who seems like a huge uh, locker room veteran presence. And then adding Yannick Nagakwe at fucking defensive uh, on the D line, along with DeForest Buckner, is, is, is huge. The guy had a shitload of sacks for the, the Raiders last year, so. 
we've improved every level of fucking uh, every level in the defensive area. So I'm happy about that. But I don't know who the fucking other than Michael Pittman. I don't know who we're throwing the ball to. <laughs> All right, and and finally, just I want to say I think Elon buying Twitter, amazing. Well, I think it's amazing. I'm gonna say one thing: if you are that fucked up in the head and upset over Eli buying Twitter, then you're a fucking you're a buffoon. <laughs> fucking buffoon. Jesus Christ! I love Twitter; it's great. But I love Twitter. it. But at the same time, if it really fucks up your life that much, then you're way too invested. Ow! Too, I just stubbed my toe. You're way too invested in Twitter then. Yeah, I mean seriously. All right, so you're afraid of that he that some people might say things that you don't fucking like. All right, yeah, granted, there's some fucking shitty right wing people you probably don't want back on there, you know. But still, you still don't know how it's all gonna go. Yeah, I mean, listen, you block if you're one of those people, you probably block them anyway. So what's the difference? Seriously, but I I think it's great uh, saying that you're gonna you know reinvent the wheel, so to speak, with the way Twitter has been run and the way you want to run it. You know, opens up so many doors and so many eyeballs to what you're gonna, what you, what you're going to do once the deal is closed. I can't wait to see it. I, what do you got there? Clubbing in your 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 twenties. <laughs> Clubbing in your forties is going to Costco. <laughs> the wife just said that to me. On a side note, he mentioned TikTok. By the way, yeah. So I all these TikTok dances, all this shit. Yeah, my, my boss finally was like, "Yeah, try it out." I fucking love TikTok more than any other fucking app. It's it's think like Instagram Reels, but it's you. It's basically tailored to whatever you like. So the like, mm-hmm. dude, I got life hacks, construction hacks, yep. people cooking. It's yep. not like my not like dancing. It's you know, honestly, if like you wanted like, you know, podcast fucking. Funny moments like this. Yep. There's pages for everybody. I gotta tell you, it's fucking great. I laugh my ass off. I fucking find new ways to do shit around the house. So okay. you're into TikTok, huh? That's why I actually do them. But I'm surprised. It's not just fucking dances, and it's actually pretty awesome. Like I said, is you you want to you want to look up all kinds of stuff on pickup trucks or whatever. It just it all goes into your feed of what you what you like and filters that way. It's actually pretty awesome. It's, all right. As the fucking, well, I gotta say, I have secured the EAT podcast TikTok page. I didn't say I actually, <laughs> I just like looking at we, them. We can create TikToks if you'd like, and we don't have any yet, but we could. I mean, <laughs> listen, I don't have the editing that some of these people fucking do. Fucking oh, listen, crazy. the editing is insane. I mean, you need a college degree in what some of these well, people I, I, Look, I follow this one guy, and he's fucking, he's fucking, there's two of them. Um, but this one guy, he's fucking great. People send him. Um, recipes to drink. Okay. Some are good. Some are not so good. But he, you know, he takes them and like I laugh every time he mixes the drink with something in it, with something different. He'll take like a fucking tube of sunscreen and be like, mixy, mixy, and then just tosses it. And he does like it's a different object that mixes the drink every time. But like some are fucking great, some are terrible, but it's like all kinds of all hey, kinds I, of- I gotta say, I, I was in a bar a couple days ago last weekend for a uh, birthday party. And I got to tell you two things, uh, two things I got to tell you about. One, Jameson now has an orange flavored drink or liquor. Yes, that was one of them. It was Jameson orange. Yeah. And believe it or not, chocolate milk. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. No, yeah, the, the, like, the guy, no, the guy was like, this is fucking disgusting. Like, you really want me to drink this? And then he drank it and he was like, holy fucking shit. This is really good. So Jameson Orange, I got to tell you. Yes. And then the next thing was a green tea shot, which was Jameson I, 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 with like, one. with, I don't know, some sour mix and two other things mixed in. It was phenomenal. I want to see if I can. Yeah, it was. I got to find the Jameson. But yes, the Jameson Orange. Um, one guy made a shot that was called like a like a Snickers shot. And it was like Kahlua, Bailey's, caramel vodka, and something else. Like, but like anything. So I, I'm looking at fucking women in fucking titty popping outfits. Fucking. <laughs> I'm looking at fucking uh, people mixing drinks. Uh, there's all kinds of shit on there. So listen, this green tea shot is peach, schnapps, Jameson, sour mix, and Sprite. Thing was amazing. I'll tell uh, you, after four or five of them, you're probably done and it's it's enough. But they were I, awesome. I had one the other day that I got off TikTok. I, I never heard of it. I guess it was a, a Paloma. The hell is that? I, it, was, it was tequila with Fresca, so grapefruit soda. Really? And orange juice. And it was phenomenal because the grapefruit cut down on the sweetness to the orange and they kind of balanced each other out. Interesting. Um, it was actually really fucking good. So it was like two shots of tequila, an eight ounce fucking Fresca and a fucking, you know, like two ounces of OJ with a, with a spritz of lime. It was the shit. I got to tell you, I, you know, I'm not into Fresca that much. My wife loves Fresca. She, she'd be the, she's the biggest fan of Fresca. Well then it, tell her, not- tell her to put a shot of tequila in it with a little bit of orange juice. And a lime, and she'll be fucking happy as fuck. Yeah, you know what? I think now that now that she could drink again, I think that might be the the, the go to. <laughs> I want to try it. It's phenomenal. Like I said, is the grapefruits the, the grapefruit the sourness cuts down the sweetness to the OJ, so it's not that it's not you know like super sweet. It's 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 fucking good. However, however, that reminds me, I brought this up the other day to my to my boss, uh-huh. and I said that's why I drank on Easter. I got pretty fucked up. And then he it just reminded me, I got to do this. So there's a drink called the long drink. What the hell is that? All right. It comes in like a blue can. You can only get in the liquor store. It's, it would uh, say 6%. It's nothing crazy. Okay. They, make a, they make a strong drink too. It's called long I'm, drink, strong drink. I'm Googling uh, now. I'm Googling uh, now. The long drink. It's finished. It's like a gin soda, but it's it tastes like a Fresca. And I mean, it tastes like a Fresca. And it's like six. It's perfect for a summer. You throw some ice in it. You just slug it down. The finished um, long drink. It's a blue can. Yes, it's delicious. There's also a black can. Uh, it looks like a red can. Yes, one's yeah. like a low carb, and the, the black can is like eight percent. I and think. And then there's the white can. Yeah, there's a zero, a zero sugar, zero carbs, five yes. percent alcohol. Yeah. So all, she, all right, I got it. She loves Fresca. The blue can is the regular one. Okay. Yep. Phenomenal. He puts put it on ice, and it tastes like a fucking Fresca. Really. And you, can't, you really can't taste the alcohol. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, shit. What if I did fucking a shot of tequila with a can of the fucking long drink. Oh with shit! The, with the OJ, rather than fresco, I'd have this. It tastes like a, it tastes like a grapefruit fresco. And my boss is like, Jesus Christ! You have like fucking two or three of those, and be fucking gone. Yeah, they got the long drink, which is the black can, Russ. It's eight point five percent. I mean, that's gonna knock you on your ass. I never tried that, but like I said, the regular blue can that's like six percent. Absolutely, in the summertime, little ice. Delicious. And and the red can is the long drink cranberry, 5.5. I'd be interested in that for the summer. Well, try try the regular one, but have have her try that. Like I said, is 
Fresca, shot of tequila with the orange juice and lime. It's fucking delicious. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm on their website right now, Russ. It says, discover why actor Miles Teller, DJ Kygo, golfer Richie Fowler, and others are bringing this Finnish legend across the USA. Yeah, Ricky Fowler. So they got some big names behind it. Um, but yeah, it, it's actually, behind it. I discovered it during a stressful time at work after work at fucking in the middle of the summer. It happens. It happens. I'm sure yeah. I'll partake in it a couple of times this summer. But definitely, <laughs> I get it to the uh, liquor store sells it. I'll definitely look into it. Uh, Total Wine is like Disneyland for uh, for for booze. Next I time I'm at Total Wine, I'll uh, I'll scope it out and see about getting it. Next All time right. I come up here, I'll have it here. All, All right, right, buddy. Hour and a half today. Episode 41 in the books. Big thank you to Rich O'Toole for coming on. When this drops on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I got to say, man, that, that guy was awesome. He, he's 100% real. Music he puts out. Definitely a story behind every song. And if he ever uh, comes to New York or we can make it down to Texas, definitely going to be a fun time with him. I like I definitely, I definitely had a good time. I wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind crushing a few beers. Yeah, seriously. All right, buddy, going to wrap up episode number forty-one. Until next time, have a good night, everybody.